Okay, so so I'm gonna do the Patreon, but give me like a theme or a an accent to try to imitate or something like. Do it in the style of All this. Right. What could you actually do? But it's also not very cringe. It's also. Can you give me like a southern upper class female accent? A southern upper class, like, female, a... like a southern belle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. All right. We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Yield Raven, Ninja Scales, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Bean Dog, Monster, Icebug, Spanguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank Zinerson, <laughs> Do You Like Jeff? I don't remember what that one is. Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wiss, Zeke, Strawcat, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, Johnny, and Darkstorm Dota. If you would like to be included with our Patreons and support the We Like Dota podcast, just go to welikedota.com and follow the links to the Patreon. We Like Dota starts now. That was actually insanely good to like just do that on the spot. Okay, I could never. Very, very random. Did you ever listen to when Sam was doing the, uh, the science lab or whatever we called it, and I did it like I was Tinker. I do. I, I remember <laughs> Sam's science. I don't re- specifically remember the like Tinker occasion, but I do remember Sam's yeah. science lab. So, hey, We Like Dota. Hey, Internet. Uh, this is We Like Dota, the Internet's casual Dota 2 podcast. Uh, I am Elihu. I am apparently hosting because I'm talking right now. And I am joined by the one, the only A2K. You're gassing me up. Is that what kids say in these days? Thank you, Liam. Gassing you up? Yeah, I'm very I'm very happy to Yeah, I think that's like hyping somebody up. Okay. Gassing I was gonna say, up. you say is that what age. kids say these days? You are like half my age. I think so. So I think I would yeah, have to ask you that. I don't like relate to American oh, kid culture good point. that much. Good point. So you know, I need to just learn and be very observant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you know happy to be here, soaking in your wonderful energy today. Oh, yeah. Very energetic. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how that uh, carries on through the podcast. So okay, well, as we get started. Uh, first of all, welcome to our listeners. Welcome to We Like Dota. One thing that I want to ask you, Arian, is how much have you tried to use like the community marketplace and your inventory on the Steam-powered website, stuff like that, like trying to figure out what items cost on the community market and filter what's marketable. How much have you done that? Uh, I would say I'm definitely an occasional buyer Mm -hmm. because the community market has like some pretty good value uh, offers Mm -hmm. up sometimes where you can get good sets. And I've been a like very, very infrequent seller. Like sometimes I will sell an immortal, but the price retention of Dota items is honestly so bad that Mm -hmm. it seldom feels worth it to like use the interface. Especially now that like sometimes I don't know if you know more about this, but since a couple months ago, like if I want to buy, sometimes I like can't just buy it. I have to place a buy order. 
in the yeah. Market. Yeah, I've come across those situations as well. I I am so frustrated with is this um, indie company called Steam, who ha- apparently doesn't have a budget to make a decent. Uh, interface to look at your own inventory to be able to sell things on this community market because anytime i try to i don't know filter by hero it's like the whole filter system locks up i swear i'm about ready to just code my own because i'm so frustrated with it i mean people make like the excuse for dota that it doesn't make as much money as steam and that's why valve isn't spending as much like resources on it but you literally can't make that excuse here yeah it's just you know their best product, best-selling product, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, which one brings in, you know, millions and millions of dollars a year that, yeah. I I, I would struggle True. to see how that would line up, especially when the TI price pool each year has been so astronomically ridiculous. What's the cut that they take of, like, every item transaction in the community market? I think it's you a percentage. It I, I can't I can't say exactly. Yeah, it, it's definitely percentage. Right, but what I can I say is, like, 10 to 20%. If, because if, I sometimes get, and maybe you don't even pay attention to this, but I sometimes get those card drops that, like, here's a Phantom Lancer card that's just generic. Yeah, yeah. yeah you I know what I'm talking those. about? If I put that at one cent... It will sell it at four. So I'm getting Mm. one penny, but it'll sell it at four. However, if I try to sell something at like a dollar, it sells at like a dollar ten. So I'm not sure what the percentage is. It's been a long time since I've looked at that. But. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. It's 15% mm. on Dota 2 games. If it's another publisher, Valve will only take 5% and give 10% of the fee to it. But they take all the 15%, obviously. Gotcha, Dota. gotcha. Yeah. Imagine taking that much. And like one thing that frustrates me a lot about the UI is there's no like search function if you're trying to find a friend in the Dota client. Mm which is crazy to me, especially since I play with people often, aka Ursi, who like twice a week they will change their username and you will have to find them again in school. <laughs> there was something, there was one time you invited me to a uh, to a party. You invited me to a stack. This was like a month ago or something. And I went, oh, I no. don't, I, like I just denied it several times. I'm like, who is this dude? What is, and I... Uh, mine popped and <laughs> Joe Biden was that my name yes you were something like Joe Biden something <laughs> and you're like dude it's A2K I'm like well, how was I supposed to know that alright it's uh, it was a reference to a very very popular internet video of a Turkish guy telling Joe Biden that he only has two years to live and that he like needs to hurry up with his policy agenda oh okay. it's called to Biden you have two years um, okay I'm, yeah. I'm unfamiliar with people should look it up all right it's what the hip kids are it's doing a good these video. Days. i would recommend is is this internet yeah, thing yeah. staying around do you think it's more than a fad no this podcast is probably going <laughs> to kill it probably i don't i don't know anybody who would stay on the internet after listening to that patreon read honestly well i i, I cannot blame you bless your heart <laughs> <laughs> shall we go into our feelings yeah let's please do that. let's do it All right. All right, I'm ready. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Sorry for interrupting. So, Arian, tell me. I'm ready to go. 
Tell me about Ari- <laughs> Arian. Tell me about your <laughs> experience in Dota this week, and more importantly, how did it make you feel? Thank you for putting special emphasis on my feelings. Uh, Dota made me feel very relaxed this week. Really? That's the uh, adjective that I'm going to do. Yeah, as I announced last week, uh, I had my second out of four exams mm-hmm. last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And now I have basically holidays for five weeks. Uh-huh. So I've been playing a bunch of Dota, also a bunch of other games. Mm-hmm. I've been building a dockyard and Anno 1800, spent like eight hours on that. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dota. I have been meaning to play Gyrocopter for like the whole week mm-hmm. um, because of reasons that I will not spoil and we will mention in the news sec- section. Um, but he's such a popular hero that out of eight attempted games where I was like going in, okay, I'm playing Gyrocopter, he was either banned or picked by the enemy team. <laughs> and the one time that I actually got to play Gyrocopter, I tried going mid and I literally had a safe laner who had to solo lane because our position five started to, uh, he picked CK and just started in the jungle and like <laughs> built a secondary carry build. <laughs> So, yeah, that game was kind of griefed, I will say. Um, but, yeah, I'm basically still hoping to play Gyrocopter. In the games where I didn't get to play Gyrocopter, I mostly settled for Wind Ranger, which is mm-hmm. an A2K staple. Uh, mm-hmm. Had some pretty decent performances with that hero uh, in the past few days. But more interestingly, I guess for my... I mean, it's not an interesting hero. It's like the basic cookie-cutter hero right now. But I've been playing a bunch of Luna. Ah, okay. That's, you know, although very standard right now, it's kind of a bit new for me, I would say. And it's very fun. I can definitely see the appeal of a hero where you need, like, two levels and one of your spells and you farm faster, like, 95% Mm -hmm. heroes Mm -hmm. in the game. It's pretty nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I have to say that your def- your description or your adjectival description of relaxed is not one that most people associate with Dota. It is not true. True. But I'm glad that's been the case for you. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been very relaxed, you know. If you're winning, uh, I mean, I didn't win all my games, but I had like a 60% win rate or something this week. Like, if you're winning, it's very relaxed, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing brainless roles like carry where you don't have to use your brain <laughs> indeed indeed yeah i'm not a carry player so i can say that yeah Yet. i i am not a carry player either uh in fact uh my uh, the little bit i got to play this week i've been able to play a handful of matches looks like i'd look at my dota buff i got six or seven matches in the last week and most of those are turbo matches because i'm a dad with two kids and a full-time job and a mortgage and such and this is life. So I hop on when I can. But most of the time, I, I was just trying to do Cavern Crawl, and I was working to get that Dark Willow set because I wanted it. And I did achieve that. I achieved nice. by getting the Marana match, a couple of Nyx matches, stuff like that. And then I was trying to open up some of the others, and anybody who has chatted with me in the Discord, in the We Like Dota Discord, uh, knows that I hate techies with the burning passion of a thousand suns i hate techies i think we like dota getting with the hot takes this week somebody hates techies oh man i hate 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 techies and i had him for like four different i'm no it was i'm literally saying he was available in three different spots 
because Ooh, you had to triple dip. Yes, and so I'm like, okay, I can't just you know swap my way out of all of these. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna just try to get some techies matches in in turbo out of the way. My first one went uh, pretty well. I just did techies things. Um, however. My next one, and I would always let my team know in advance, like I'm picking techies, I'm doing cavern cavern crawl, so just be be prepared, pick appropriately. And like one time, I was the solo safe lane techies against an off lane doom tiny, <laughs> and I'm like, why am I solo safe lane as a techies? And I can't some weird lanes. It, it was so solo jacked safe. up. And and I just had these random situations like that that I'm like I'm I'm trying to just do techies things but you know so I just leech at XP and got what I could and completely got run over and yeah so uh, I Damn. just did some cavern crawl through uh, I would normally do turbo or normal I'm, matches unranked I'm looking at the pugna you had in your second techies match the guy built uh, tranquil boots aetherlands double heart oh yes. <laughs> yes, that was that was the um that was the one where I was solo offlane against the Doom Tiny. Uh, and well, so they had a, you learn. I'm Did so, you learn something from your experience getting completely destroyed? I don't want to be solo off solo safe lane techies or I don't want to play techies. Yeah. That's you did learn thing. something. I did learn that. Uh, also, <laughs> we had like it, you see this if if you're looking at that Dota buff, you see that our team we've got a Pugna, we've got a Techies, we've got an Arc Warden, an Axe, and a Nature's Prophet. To me, that says that the four of us are going to push, or we're going to have three pushing, and maybe an Axe call with my blast off on top of it, and you know, just taking towers and such. The Arc Warden, yeah. the Pugna, and the Nature's Prophet pretty much stayed in the jungle. And I was like, guys, you, you, at least two of you have pushing heroes. And the other should be, you know, taking his clone and pushing lanes. It was, it was just very frustrating. So Yeah, I mean, like, theoretically, in a normal game, like, your lineup that you just described would scream, like, yeah, we're going late, especially with the Arc Warden. And if it was 1x, like... He does a lot of damage in the mm -hmm. late game, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I'm always scared taking any type of lineup late in Turbo. Because in Turbo, a lot of the item timings that you like learn just don't apply mm -hmm. or aren't relevant. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was trying to play a support techies and um, just keep alive... And I, I successfully delayed the game out a little longer than it should have been, but maybe I should have just let it go. Uh, wasted everybody's time. Yeah, nice. wasted everybody's time. But then again, that's what you get when you play techies. You just waste everybody's True. time. So did you do your challenge successfully? Not yet, right? I don't believe so. I think I still have, to, because with turbo matches, you only get half credit. So I believe I still have one techies match that I'm going to have to play. Gosh, damn. All right, yeah. so that's a goal for you for next week. Yeah, we'll see if I get to it. Don't worry, we can queue together, and I will carry you with techies. I, I appreciate that. I play with I play with Sam. I'm used to being griefed, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, I, I, like I said, I'm just telling people up front, I'm just doing cavern, I'm picking techies, and yeah, it was, it was a disaster. They were not nice about it? Oh, no, no, they were... 
very, very not nice people about it as well. Um, in fact, there was one time that I came over, and apparently, if I recall, the uh, Nature's Prophet and the Ark Warden were queued together because they were farming the same camp together. Damn. So, That's like, they, they started going around and farming the same camps together. And I was just like, what? what is happening? I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway. It's a strategy. Yeah. I mean, it. it's a thing. Yeah, apparently now. It's a thing. Hopefully not for long. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But other than that, we had a fun activity that showed up on Thursday evening that was a surprise <laughs> to the most everyone. Uh, Sir Action Slacks, Jake Canner, casted two of our theme Thursday matches. And I have to say, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know this was happening. Like, you Mm -hmm. just told me. Like, I mean, I knew that this was going to be happening at some point in the, like, next few months. But you set this up all by yourself, obviously. Shout out to Lee. I don't even know. Like, you did some server, like, help him with his Discord server, right? Yeah, I made it. It is, uh, consider it like the cousin of BunnyBot with some very specific features that they requested. Mm. And this was while uh, Grandma Ruby was uh, his social media manager and connected me and he said, here's what I'm looking for. So yeah, I did a uh, a bot for them and I uh, said, Basically, he was getting off the ground, and he had a new baby. I said, tell you what, I'll cut X number of dollars off if you come and just do a couple of casts for a theme Thursday night. He was like, all for that? So that's what we did. Damn, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know how much work you've been, but that seems like a pretty good deal for him, honestly. Casting two matches and, like, you build a whole bot for him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do it, uh, like... I'm not doing that yeah, yeah, as obviously. a for the money. I'm not doing that for the side gig. And frankly, I just knew that if because I love this community, I've been involved in this community for years now, and I just thought it would be really fun to be able to have people show up and have this well-known caster, Sir Action Slacks, this well-known Dota personality, cast some of our matches in completely ridiculous fashion. And yeah, our theme Thursdays matches, mm-hmm. which is like the best thing you could ever cast, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so he and he kept saying, so is this a best of two or is it a best of three? What is this? We're like, it's none of the above. <laughs> and Greg even described so whatever like, we wanted to. Yeah, be. we just we wrote we random the teams. We pick themes. We pick from a limited pool. And I think finally, by the end, he was getting it that it was uh, theme Thursday. And it was just a lot of fun. The first theme was was it, uh, let, no, it let it go frozen so versus against... Jungle Book. Yeah. I was yeah, that was the theme. I was ancient apparition. Uh so I was on the frozen team. And yes. uh we had a mid crystal maiden uh who was um who was that? Uh that was the mortal player, Colonel Squid. Yeah, Colonel Squid. I was going to say, yeah, the the mortal rank 400 player. So I think having him on our team meant that he was better than everybody on the other team, and then the rest of us were way, way worse. Uh, you, I think... Something were... like that. That's how the, the, <laughs> the distribution usually yeah, goes. Yeah, that's how the distribution usually goes. Um, who were you playing that match? 
I was Monkey King. That's right. The Monkey you were Monkey King. That's right. You were Monkey King. And Greg was your position five Venno, wasn't he? Yes, that was him. Yes. Uh, at one point, uh, Slacks thought that Jim uh, was who was playing offlane Magnus against me as AA, and I can't remember who was Squid, who was uh, excuse me, who was Sven. I think it was Papa Nahu. Popo, yeah. Popo. Uh, he was he was calling Jim a. Uh, a Smurf. A Smurf. And so that was finally fun, somebody yes. called them out. For yes, them. I cannot called... stand for this Smurfing. Yes, yes, this injustice, Jim. How dare you? How dare you defile the We Like Dota theme Thursday nights? Um, but I mean, anyway, Jim probably wishes for that. <laughs> like, I hope somebody sees my gameplay and thinks I'm a Smurf. That would be so cool. Well, if people think I'm a Smurf, I actually consider that a badge of honor because I'm like, I'm in 2K, and you're saying I'm a Smurf. Okay, all right. Fantastic. 2.5 game player after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did work up to that point. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jungle Book ended up winning that match um, because eventually Luna and Monkey King with a Magnus on their team just dramatically yeah, outfarmed. very fast. Yeah, a solo core Sven with a mid Crystal Maiden. Um, so yeah, but still, it was fun. Yeah. It was Bear bought a rapier also. On the oh, line. yeah, yeah. And Slacks kept ra- <laughs> razzing me for missing AA blasts, which I was doing from, like, across the map. Now, one, <laughs> one, I threw at the Roche pit, and I threw it a little bit to the left, and so I hit Roche's butt, but I didn't hit the enemy That's team. That's the target, right? I didn't hit you. No, I need to throw it at Roche's entrance. Ah, okay. No. And I threw it, so I threw it just a little bit to the left. And he's like, how do you miss that? I'm like, because I just spawned and I threw it as quickly as I could. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but, hey, it, it's fun. It's We Like Dota. It's Cut Theme Thursdays. slacks. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. it? Plus, again. Hilarious. And then uh, I opted out for the second match because we had a bunch of people show up, I think, once they saw what was going on. Uh, or yeah, maybe it yeah. was just random. But a bunch of people showed up for Loincloths versus Underbite, and you were Pudge on that one. I was Pudge. I mean, usually, like, to the part you said, right? usually, like, uh, for the first game, it was only regulars playing, you know? but we definitely, I think, in the second game, had some people show up who, like, usually don't know WLD and, like, wanted to play in the Slacks Castle game. Mm-hmm. That was my read, at least. Yeah. Um, so I was playing Pudge against... So Colonel Squid... I think first game he thought to himself, okay, I'll be nice. I'll play CM mid and uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll lose even though I'm like, I could solo carry this game. Second game, he was like, okay, I lost game one. I need to win this game now, no matter what. So he picked PL mid um, yep. and I played Patch, which, you know, he was doing PL mid, but obviously like immortal guy on PL is probably going to do pretty well. Yeah. Um, and there were no PL counters even in the, uh, the underbite. Yeah. Like I think Underlord was I mean, the closest thing. To a PL Patch, yeah, Patch is decent against PL, but it depends on like what position they're playing. Definitely not that good against mid PL. So no. I want to tout my own horn here a bit. Even though it was a good lane matchup for Patch, Patch versus PL, obviously, I did actually first blood the yes, Immortal 400 player on yes, mid. Yes, you did. I saw just that. Just to have that, yeah, I just want to have that set in stone. Um, after that, obviously, I lost my lane horribly <laughs> against a bad matchup for the other guy, and that was pretty embarrassing, and we lost the game in very convincing fashion, so all I was clinging onto for, like, 
the 30 minutes after the early game was that I first played the Mortal 400 player mid. Yeah, and you know what? It was it was fun. And one thing that I noticed, because uh, Slacks had somebody from his Twitch stream, but he called Gajan, I think was his name, ha- do the co-casting with him, like do the color commentary. And yeah. the first match, Gajan is even saying things like, you know, I just I think they're just showing a lot of disrespect for their opponents right now. By the end of the second <laughs> match... By the end of the second match, he was saying, okay, I need to go back and and change everything that I said earlier about disrespect. These are guys who are just screwing around and having a good time. And I just need to say props for that, that they just they're just having True. fun playing Dota, doing dumb stuff. And and so finally he got it. So it was it was a good time. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's we like Dota for fun. Yeah, that's me. True. I mean, maybe we had some communication issues. Uh, wait, he wasn't in the Discord, right? With Slags. No, he start. was not in the Discord with Slags. All right, that's why he didn't get in. Yeah. Because we explained it. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to rewatch this, I don't think Slags has private stream VODs, right? No, I've watched the stream VOD. All yeah, right, So good. you can then, go out yeah, there. If... In fact, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll post that after we get done recording. I'll just post the stream VOD in the probably in, in the, the announcements channel or maybe the Three Thursday channel. Sure, sure. That sounds like, like a good that. idea. So yeah, if you want to watch it, watch the stream that Ili was posting, I guess. Yep. Uh, cool. All right. Shall we go to the news? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. All right. Getting into the news. Uh, I will host this segment because I'm the news guy. That's me. Uh, first of all, we have a new chest, Elihu. Uh, the chest of the wait, what is it? The it's Nemesis the... Collector's Cash 2021. Yes, very imaginative name. Yes, very cool. Well, normally it was the like what the TI Collector's Cash or the Battle Pass Collector's Cash. So this time it's the yeah, Nemesis. It's the Nemesis Collector's, collector's mm-hmm. Cash. Sounds scary. Yeah. So in this cash we have Willow, Doom. Enigma, Enchantress, Gyrocopter, Lycan, Nature's Prophet, Oracle, Scarif Mage, Tiny, Vengeful Spirit, uh, Wyvern, Winter Wyvern, Shadow Shaman, Sven, uh, Witch Doctor, Morphling. Mm-hmm. You think you know all the Dota heroes until you like scroll through the num- like the collector's <laughs> cache display where they all look like completely different heroes yes. because of the sets. And you're like, what is that hero? Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the heroes. As usual, if you buy six treasures, you get a 6k uh, battle point bonus. And if you buy all 13 treasures, you get a 24k battle point bonus. Uh, something which we may get into later. Um, Lihu, what is your overall rating after seeing this chest? Like from 1 to 10? Do uh, you like most of these items? I do. I think most of them are pretty good. Uh, now, one thing that I will say is I am generally going to rate the uh, normal treasures higher because the items give different uh, ability effects, things like that. Mm. So I that I feel is missing. That's, that's going to immediately take down a couple notches for me. But even that, I would say that overall, I think that these are like a seven or eight out of ten. I think they're very mm-hmm. well done. Um, I have a couple that I'm not crazy about. And maybe I'll go for a. Maybe I'll make that a six to a seven out of ten. Um, 
but still i think overall they're very well done i like the sets a couple of them are just kind of like okay i feel like this is every set for this hero but overall yeah i like it how about yourself um i would give it a seven to eight based on the quality of chests i think Mm -hmm. um but i'm especially on the rare front i'm a bit disappointed in the heroes that they chose to like give new items to Mm. um for example, Witch Doctor. He has a very rare set here with like all the nuts and bolts. He has a new ward that's pretty cool. But I checked this and literally last year we already had a very rare Immortal Witch Doctor set. Mm-hmm. And now we just have the same thing again. There's yeah. surely other heroes that don't have a like very rare Immortal set yet. And I know over the year they release a lot of chests. So like a lot of heroes are bound to get double because there's only so many heroes in the game. But surely it shouldn't be this often, right? That we get heroes for double sets. For example, Oracle. Wasn't Oracle in the last literal two collector's caches that we had with new sets? Very Like well sure, this been. is cool, but we literally already had this the last two times. Yeah. Uh, my, boy, my boy Storm Spirit, for example, he really needs good sets. He doesn't have a good set yet. Yeah, I, I yeah, he has like I, good emotions, but not a good set. I see what you're saying, and yeah, I I do wish they would fill in some of the gaps. Uh, the economic side of it is that you know there's a reason that there are 70 zillion axe and juggernaut sets because those are the ones True. that sell, and there's a reason that there are what like three visage sets because nobody plays that hero. Um, True, but all things considered, yeah, I I. I agree with you on the quality of the sets, but honestly, even like the Witch Doctor Immortal, the the ward is pretty cool, but I don't think yeah. it's worth a a rare. Like I would, yeah. I would from say last more year, of, like the one was way better. Honestly, I would say more like slot. the the Sven. If you gave that like just a an animation change or something like that, because I think the Sven set in the God Strength mode looks really really cool. Yeah. The in the regular mode, I think it's like okay, here's the same as seventeen other Sven sets, um, but in the God Strength mode, I think it looks really cool. So you give that like a a an animation or particle effects, and I think that could be easily a rare. But the Witch Doctor set, it just kind of went uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a thing, and the the Morphling again, that's kind of like okay, that's that's a thing, that's fine. I mean. I gotta say, I really like the Morphling set. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of uh, sharks uh, in sets. I like the Slark Shard set, for example. Mm-hmm. I do think, however, that it's very telling that the best set we've had for Morphling ever also is the one that uh, hides the most of his original model <laughs> because it's so hideous. It doesn't like, he from still the have... use. Yeah, but use this from like the demo mode from top-down perspective. It barely shows anything of his original model. They mm-hmm. know, dude. They're selling you hiding the ugly ass hero because they don't want to rework it now uh now and yeah doesn't it have like the fewest number of polygons left of all of the models yeah i'm sure um, i'm sure it does the Skywrath set i'm interested in your perspective because they where normally he's like yellowish he is very much a vengeful spirit with Working the wings. Working wings. Yeah. It, so if you just had a glance value, it would be very easy to confuse Skywrath and Vengeful Spirit with the with the model that it has. 
Yeah, I do. I remember, I do. I think it was last year in the Cavern Crawl, a Skyrath set was also like pretty controversial for mm -hmm. its color change. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if you remember that. It had like a gold base color. Yes. And then the other one was like copper themed, I would say. And that was kind of a, for that hero specifically, I think, a herald of like, oh, we might just change the color on this guy. And mm. obviously, if you're new to Dota, um, you might confuse it just based on glance value. But I think this argument in general is maybe a bit overstated by some. Like, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're playing Dota competitively or something, there's no way with the current sets in the game that you will like actually not be able to right. tell which right. hero somebody is playing. Unless I don't want to stand for this, but I guess there could be some edge case where you like combine a lot of items from different sets. Which yeah, most I mean, it's very do. possible. I would have to look. To and make sure. a hero just not look like himself. I'm, I'm sure that if you went out on Reddit, somebody has put together all sorts of things specifically from the marketplace and they've put them side by side, and it's really hard to tell apart just at glance value. But 90% yeah. of the time, that's not going to be the case. I get that. That's why I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not really getting up in arms about this. I personally prefer the other Skywrath sets. I don't even really like this one. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I think my favorite set, for sure, out of this is the Morphling one. Uh, not the Morphling, okay. sorry, the Gyrocopter one. I was a big ah. fan of the Gyrocaptor one because that. the the little rotors they actually rotate to a, from a vertical to no sorry from a horizontal to a no they rotate from a horizontal to a vertical position when okay. you move which okay. is very cool and yeah. I don't know if you knew this but I checked this out because I was curious after seeing the set but the normal like the default Gyrocaptor rotor it also rotate like it changes orientation based on if you're moving hmm. or not. I didn't even know the default model does this, but with I these did. ones, it's very pronounced, and the set overall just looks very cool. Yeah. And uh, there it goes are, very well with the Immortal. There are several sets in here that I think look very good. There's also, like, I feel like the um, Enchantress set is just kind of meh. There's, yeah, it's meh. Uh, I, I do like the uh, Lycan head. I do like the head on the Lycan set. Um, what else? The wolf on the Lycan set is also the wolf crazy. One, yeah, it's so the huge. Uh, the Enigma set. I'm just kind of like meh because I feel like it's something. Yeah, I've seen. and there's better Enigma sets for sure than yeah. this one. Doom is pretty good, but it's not dramatically different than other things I've seen. So, yeah. yeah, but all things considered, I think even then, even though it's not dramatically different, the quality is still very nice. Yeah. So, so here well comes done. here comes the big question now. Did you buy any of these? I have not to this point, no. I have not. So I have bought six sets, and I got... I kind of wanted the Doom, and I got the Doom. But everything else that I wanted, I didn't get. I didn't get Tiny, I didn't get Oracle, I didn't get Lycan, and I did, didn't get Gyro. Uh, uh. I'm fortunate to say that I am now in possession of my uh, of the Gyro set. Ursi was kind enough to gift it to me. Aw, thank uh, you, Ursi. So, yeah, that's also why I tried to play Gyro for the whole week, because I wanted to make mm -hmm. use of my new set, but always picked a band. What can you do? 
Yep. Now the I just got the Willow set from Cavern Crawl, but if if I ended up with this Willow set, I think I'd I think it'd go into a rotation that I just kind of swap those yeah. two. I do kind of like this. I feel like I've seen this somewhere. Was they, this like they a had, submission for Halloween? They had a similar. There's like a similar one around Halloween, uh, around Dire Tide yeah. that they had Seems where she's like got it. more like candy striped or candy corn striped stockings and more like a witch's hat but it's got some similar themes to this one mm, sure sure cool yeah uh that's that, that that's the chest new chests are nice mm-hmm. uh, i think most people were this is going to be a segue expecting a patch instead of this chest which we're going to get into because the patch dates they're not announced yet and time is short so my prediction is that it's a very broad prediction obviously but I kind of not seeing them not drop the patch in the next two weeks because okay. looking at the Dota 2 tournament calendar, assuming that Valve does still care about this, which they have an inconsistent <laughs> track record, like they sometimes mm-hmm. watch out for tournaments before they drop patches, uh, and sometimes they don't, especially if it's like a third-party non-Valve one. Um, Some sometimes it's in the middle of a best of three and they yeah, drop. Sometimes a patch. they do it that way. Um, so yeah, the OGA Dota Pit season something something in China is slated to start on the 7th of August and they would have to wait for that, assuming they care, uh, for the patch to drop until TI and that would make it too short of a like break with a new patch between this and TI. So I really, really think we will have a patch in the next two week, weeks. And I don't think that's just wishful thinking for my part. Like, looking at the situation, it just seems very logical. Okay, here's here's where I'll go, is that if we do get a patch, I believe it is going to be a very small balance-related patch. I, however, do not think that Valve cares about a stale meta. I think they don't care about having a new and exciting... Uh, ways to play I think they care about producing things that will buy so sets battle passes stuff like that therefore I don't think they're really going to come out with a significant patch prior to TI I just don't think it's going to happen I mean that is true I guess it depends on how you uh, interpret the word significant I think like, yeah. they definitely cannot, Fair. like, just completely cycle out new game systems, like neutral items or something. Um, but for TI to be, like, a good event, I think they have to change some things about neutral items specifically. Obviously not remove them completely, because that would be, as you said, like, it's not supposed to be, like, a new numbered patch before TI. The, like, it's, mm-hmm. it, it should be a developed meta, but it should also be a certain amount of stuff that you have to figure out in you, from, like, the major to TI. Um Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think a small patch is definitely in order, just nerfing some of the neutral items like Flicker, <laughs> which, you know, I love using Flicker, but I love using <laughs> it because it's broken as hell. Uh, yeah, they, they they have to, like, look at Flicker and a couple of the other neutral items, in my opinion. Yeah, the, and a you couple know. of the neutral items. I think a couple of the heroes could be nerfed a little bit and yeah, not like completely broken into the ground. TB. Luna, Terrorblade, yeah. Um AA, as much as I hate to say that, because I think AA is still really strong. Yeah, and um, you know what they could also do? Just buff the, like, unused newer items a bit. Like, 
I would really love to see Mage Slayer be like a viable item more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to see more people buy Mage okay. Slayer. Yeah. That is definitely a thought. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not sure what they will do. Um it I liked back in the in the season of Dota where we knew that every Tuesday evening they were gonna have a smaller patch. True, yeah. That and was you could nice. even have patch countdown and stuff like that. And tournament organizers could plan around that. Imagine. But I so yeah, it's very weird. But yeah, I just don't I don't see that if, happening. If there's again. a patch if there's a patch, I think it's gonna be a small one, but I, I don't even know that we'll get that. Yeah, well let's hope. Uh, my prediction is in the next two yeah. weeks. Uh lastly All on right. the news here, before we move on. Uh, this is uh, for you here in a Dota player. Team Undying uh, are now competing officially as an independent team in TI. Uh, apparently not really expecting to get sponsored. Which makes... Am I mistaken in saying that the only two unsponsored teams at TI are NA? Let me look that up if that's correct. But I, I, I think it, it sounds well, correct. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if there's another one in a region. I have not looked there, but what I will say is that All right, Quincy sorry, Crew it's said them, the it's them, Quincy Crew and Elephant. But they okay, almost Elephant, got sponsored. Yeah. But even like Quincy said, we may have a deal with an organization, but we're still going to be under the banner of Quincy Crew. So it'd be kind of like a PSG LGD situation or Quincy Crew presented by Newbie or something like that. Uh, Quincy Crew or something. Yeah, it could be uh, Quincy Crew dot I don't know, but I I think that they they were at least per the last time I read the update they were looking to have some sponsor, but they were still going to be Quincy Crew. Uh, I'm dying. It looks like is not going to uh, entertain any of that. It's just we are a team undying. That's who we are. This is how we're going to compete. All right. If that works for them, good yeah. for them. I mean, from a player perspective, obviously this has the advantage. It's like I will say, going into TI unsponsored, it makes the event higher risk for the players because mm -hmm. let's say you use this as an opportunity to like get a good contract at an established org at TI, which TI, like, orgs would value having a slot at TI a lot. Um, let's say you do that, but then you perform poorly, you're still gonna have collected, like, three, to, I mean, assuming they drop you directly, which is not a given. Uh, you will have a decent salary for, like, probably, like, I don't know, 7k to 10k for, like, three to four months, and potential TI winnings. But, if you go really far, they will take a substantial cut of your TM winnings. This way, you don't have the security of like the stable income for the next three to four months, but also a potentially way higher payout at TI. So I think for these teams, it's just considering if the offer that you're getting is worth the potential drawback of like getting a bunch of your TI it's money. It's the risk reward. Taken. Exactly. For it's example, the risk reward question. I know, uh, what was that team? The chicken fighters now, they used to be high cost esports for a while. They oh, like got dropped yes. by the org because they had other a lot of other offers, but they weren't satisfying enough for them. And that's kind of what every team has mm -hmm. to weigh right now. If like the org is actually paying them enough to like offset potential TI earning cuts, I will say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my uh, take on the situation, I guess. 
And for them, apparently, yeah, I, no organization made a worthy offer. Yeah, I wonder if um, it'd be interesting, maybe just for me, but interesting if had somebody who was more knowledgeable about this go, here are all of the financial things that don't get talked about and just had a discussion about those. Um, I know that Renessa on her podcast has sometimes talked with Nahas and such about things of that nature. But I don't know. I'm a geek. I'm into all sorts of weird things. Yeah, I mean, we could maybe do that on React to order with somebody. Sounds fun. Expose how actually no eSport team like earns money these days or something. <laughs> cool. Uh, is that it for the news? There's nothing else for me, at least. I believe... Yeah, I believe so. I don't think there's anything else for right. news. I mean, we've got some various tournaments, like people are trying to fill the gap between now and TI. Yeah. But look out there, you'll see ESL, BTS, they're all doing something. <laughs> doing tournament organizers things. Organizing tournaments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what tournament organizers yeah. do? They organize tournaments? It is what they do, actually. Wow. All right, uh, Hero... Shall we go to Hero yes. of the Week? Oh, hang on, hang on. Shall we deal with... Um, dear, shall we go to Hero of the Week? I'm considering editing that out. But... No, I will not. <laughs> I will not. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. Feeding time. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. The hero of the week is Shendelzer, the vengeful spirit. Now, uh, Arian, do you have up the ability descriptions yes, I do. in front of you? Okay, I'm going to very quickly... Uh, well, basically, uh, vengeful... Here is her lore. Once a proud and savage Skywrath scion, Shendelzer was first in succession for the ghastly Eerie until a sister's treachery robbed her of her birthright. Snared in an assassin's net, Shendelzer tore free only at the cost of her wings, limping away in ultimate humiliation on foot. With her wings broken, she knew the Skywrath would never accept her as ruler, and in the highest roost of the Eyrie, inaccessible except by winged flight, her sister was untouchable, unwilling to live as a flightless cripple and desiring revenge far more than earthly power the fallen princess drove a bargain with the goddess Griak. she surrendered her broken body for an imperishable form of spirit energy driven by vengeance capable of doing great damage in the material plane she may spend eternity flightless but she will have her revenge that's very dramatic <laughs> so that's vengeful spirit right. and oh, her cue can we sum up the lore oh, that was very confusing so basically, like, oh. she was a princess of the Skyrath, mm-hmm. which is the same yes. people that Skyrath mage is a type of, right? And the Skyrath, yes. they're like bird mages that live in the sky, kind of? Yep, they all fly. Okay. They're all like bird people. And then, like, she got double-crossed by her sisters because she was slated to be queen. And then mm-hmm. she was very mad about that and, like... Struck a bargain with the Skyrath devil type god with, figure with the goddess Skriok. Skriok. That kind of sounds like Satan, right? Might be the same thing. Uh, uh it's they both start with that. And now she's like a Skyrath demon, basically, <laughs> right? That's what I'm getting from. Yes, this. yes. Not a normal Skyrath. She is. Anymore. 
Yes, she has surrendered her body for an imperishable, imperishable spirit form driven of energy, vi- driven by vengeance. Yeah, that does sound like a demon. So, yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's like a spirit demon. Damn, pretty bad. So, or a, a uh, Skywrath demon. Yes. Okay. Her Q is magic missile. Arian, what does it do? So, magic missile is a missile type spell that is also magical it deals magical damage 90 <laughs> scaling up to 360 and it also stuns from 1.4 scaling up to 1.7 seconds cooldown is pretty low from the start but it gets even lower 12 second cooldown level one to four uh, nine second cooldown at level four which is a very short cooldown for most stuns uh, mm-hmm. Mana cost is 100 to 130, so decently high mana, especially for an agility hero such as Ventral Spoon. Ah, uh, yes, she is a ranged agility hero. I did not mm. say that. that and is her a, stat a, gain a, is very, very good. Like, she has very mm. low stat gain for support on the end, 1.5, that's pretty bad. But 3.8 agi gain, that's really, really good, even for, like, pure agi carries. Yes. And 2.6 strength gain, especially for an agility hero, is way above average. Isn't bad. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's good. It's not bad at all. It's pretty good. Yeah, good stats this hero. All right, so her Q is primarily used as a stun. Yes. While the damage, the magical damage is nice, uh, for me as a support player, I primarily use it for the stunning Yeah, aspect. that's fair. Yeah. Okay, the W is Wave of Terror, Arian. Wave of Terror is a physical damage ability. This time it is an AoE wave that uh, gets shot forward in front of you, I believe in a cylindrical shape. Is what you call that one? Um, no, no, I think it's a straight wave. I don't think it's a cone. All right, my bad then. I think I'm misinterpreting cylindrical waves. And on Liquipedia, it says that it's magical, even though it reduces oh, armor. true. Yeah, my bad. Apparently, it is magical. I know it used to be physical, so that probably had me confused. Yeah, yeah well, frankly, she, her, it used to like be so few, many, has it changed. It used to be pure at some point as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, anyway, this yes. spell reduces armor by three, scaling up to six uh, for eight seconds on enemies you hit this with, does 70, scaling up to 130 magic damage, and most importantly, it gives you vision, which is very, very good as a support. Mm-hmm. For example, if there's a cliff that you don't want to put a sentry on directly, uh, you can put the sentry next to the cliff and wave of terror on top to get vision there and see if the enemy has any wards. And like yes. obviously like scouting this and is, stuff, you can also use this for. Yes, this I again I know that it does damage, but primarily as a support, I'm using this to lower armor and break things like clarities, like just to because as a very low low cooldown, it's uh, low mana cost, and I can throw it out and just annoy the crap out of the offlaner or what have you because they just popped a clarity or a salve and I just broke yeah, it. Yeah, it's also very low like opportunity cost to use this for vision or annoying mm-hmm. stuff because you're probably going to max this last. So like for a good half of the game, this spell is only going to cost you 25 mana. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then her... E is the Vengeance Aura. Very complicated spell. So this is an aura, as the name says, and it gives you and your team a flat damage bonus uh, in a 1.2k AoE. The damage bonus is 11, uh, scaling up to 32%, and that's only on right-click, obviously. No, like, spell damage amplification Mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, 
Yes. Now, does it any more reduce it does i don't think so it doesn't it no longer reduces the damage of the person who kills you right mm, no it doesn't it used to do that though okay like, it literally it used to power. do that like that was so annoying man like oh you killed me you do 30 yeah. percent less damage until i'm alive <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was something that i remember very distinctly yeah all right then her ultimate is nether swap this also very complicated spell, so watch out, guys. Uh, <laughs> you swap positions with the enemy hero that you're targeting, or or allied hero. True, yeah, you can also do uh, use it on allies. So it's probably the most like prominent usage of that ability. Yeah, uh, you swap positions with them. Cast range is eighty, scaling up to one thousand one hundred. Cooldown uh, starts at 50, scaling down to 30 seconds, which is still pretty high for this. Yeah, cast right? range is 800, not Oh, 80. yeah, my bad. 800 cast range. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first, first level of this is fairly, fairly small. It's not Yeah, cast range at big. level 1 doesn't feel great on this ability. Yeah, but as you get up to level 2, it feels pretty good, and level 3 feels great. Yeah. And especially if you have something like... Um, Oh, I'm trying to remember that level one neutral item that gives you a little bit of cast oh, range I know what's wrong. and some mana regen. Uh, Keen optic. Um, you know what I'm... Keen optic, that's it. Yeah. So things like that uh, feels very nice yeah. to have Especially with the low at the earlier range. levels with her. Yes, with low cast range. Okay. Uh, yeah. I honestly miss tremendously when there were two charges of this. I do as well. I think this made her much better hero. as a support for sure. Mm-hmm. Like now she's and a bit more is... like damage focused with her new axe, but the old one, yeah, as you said, used to be very cool. Yes, I liked I liked it having uh, multiple charges. Every now and then, like we'll always, I feel like we've returned a couple times that because of her great stat gain and her ability to reduce. Uh, reduce armor and increase physical damage. Every now and then, we run back into her being a position one uh, versus the position five, which is I am so so often familiar the classic, with her. Yeah, about. this is kind of a yeah, the classic. Me, I I want to call this a Mirana type hero, like an edgy hero that's mostly played at support, but her cast, like her mm-hmm. stats, are so good that people just want to play them as close. And she yeah. very much falls yeah. into this category. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do the talent tree. Yes. And then the ags. L- level Michael. 10. Yes. Then the ags. Yes. The talent tree at level 10, you have the option between 10 agility or plus 12 magic resistance. What would you And take? that would really depend on. If I'm, because I'm mostly a support, I'm probably taking the magic resistance. Yeah, I agree. But if you are playing her as a core, it would be the agility most most of the time, unless their team has a lot of magic damage and you don't want to buy a hood. Yeah, a I agree. There's mostly a question of like, are you a support or a core? Yeah. At 15, it's 2.75 second magic missile cooldown or plus two wave of terror armor reduction. Uh, I almost oh like no matter what I think the magic missile cooldown is like vastly better. I think it's really really good. That it, it would have to be a very nuanced situation where you are trying to stun wave of terror and blow somebody up really yeah. quickly. I think honestly, even if this talent was like, let's say plus six wave of terror armor reduction, it would still be very competitive for me. 
to yes. like decide. Yes. Like, I just think this one, the talent, the current one, is way worse. Yeah. Level 20, it's a 15-second nether swap cooldown or a plus 200 magic missile damage. Uh, to me, I am 99% of the time going with the yeah, nether swap too. cooldown. No matter if you're core support. I think at level 20, yep. that 200 damage is kind of relevant. Yeah. At level 25, magic missile pierces spell immunity or plus 16 vengeance or a base damage. I think the piercing spell immunity, especially level 25 where BKBs are running out, I think that is so valuable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like everybody's going to have BKB at that timing uh, and it's so, so nice. Especially if you took the magic missile cooldown, then you're going to have like mm-hmm. 20 to 25% uptime or something or on your like BKB piercing stun. Yes. And, like, yes. I know people really love to be, like, the most efficient on their builds, but even with this 25 talent existing and, like, almost always being taken over the Vengeance or base damage bonus, the other talent at level 25, at level 20, the Nether Swap cooldown is still way better than the Magic Missile damage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it, it just it is so good. So good. All right, so uh, her, she has a pretty awesome... Aghanim oh Scepter and the Aghanim Shard, I'm rather unfamiliar with. I haven't so seen it that much, I'm going... but it sounds great in theory, honestly. Yeah, it sounds great in theory. So I'll go ahead and I'll read the Shard, and then I'll have you do the Scepter. Okay. The Aghanim Shard is that a, the Wave of Terror, your W, steals a percentage of enemy hero base damage slash armor and grants it to you as base damage for the debuff duration. So this would be like it would take... 20% of their damage and it gives it to you as damage. And that sounds really and interesting. 20% of their armor as well. And 20% of their armor. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it does. Like when I saw this back when it came out, I was like, damn, wrench like mid must be viable now. But hmm. what I thought about this shot that it if you think about it, it really only amplifies what wrench is already good at good at and doesn't really Mm -hmm. work on her weaknesses as opposed to something like the sniper shot which is like supposed to address his lack of utility and lack of uh, mobility in a sense like a lot of these shots are meant to like fix a hole for example clockwork uh, jetpack the like clockwork shot Mm -hmm. the jetpack it gives mobility to a hero who only has mobility tied to his ultimate like local middle utility Mm -hmm. um and I think a lot of shards are like that. They're supposed to pluck holes in a hero's skill set. And Venge shard, it gives right-click damage and armor to a hero, which two main strengths are like, you can do a lot of right-click damage and you have a lot of armor. Like, you're still, like, you're going to hit very hard but and, like, not going to take a lot of physical damage. But you already do that because you're a Venge spirit. You all, you're still going to, like suffer from the lack of range or just getting kited or bursted by magic damage. And the shard really doesn't address that. Uh, and 1.4 yeah, I just wonder, like, it, K gold, that's almost a dragon lance that you could have bought instead. Yeah, and for what, 875, you could get a medallion? Yeah, exactly, if you're a support. If you're a support? So something like that. Yeah, I don't... It, as you said, I think in theory it sounds really good. And you brought up something, a very good point. She has very low uh, attack yeah, range. Yeah. You definitely so need to... she is one that... Like, get a Dragon Lance on her, on core. Yeah, you do not want to be, say, up against... 
a, a position for Luna in the off lane, or excuse me, Lena, excuse yeah, me, Lena in the off lane, who you. has a really long attack range, and that's because she just has to get so close to do right clicks. Um, so yeah, that hurts. Yeah, I mean, her if quite you're a core and you really want to get shard, at least don't rush it. Like, get a farming item and oh, like yeah. a stat item first before you buy that. Yeah, this is something that's much later. It's like, hey, they're doing a four protect one with a Dusa. I am going to wave of terror, steal twenty percent of her armor, twenty percent of her damage, and I'm going to hit her like a truck. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That like, would be a possibility. You should just delay the shot, honestly, because it's percentage damage. So the later you're buying this into the game, the more value those fourteen hundred gold are going to be. Or uh, the further it goes, the more it's going to scale. Exactly, yeah. 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 So go ahead and tell us about oh our boy. eggs. The egg scepter, very controversial. So if you get this eggs and you die, you create a strong illusion of vengeful spirit. Now to define strong illusions, strong illusions are like subtype of normal illusions who cannot be killed through the like normal means of insta-killing an illusion. So for example, CK illusions are strong illusions as well, the one he creates for his ulti. So let's say a lion hexes or mana drains a strong illusion, it's going to be hexed or mana drained. But if he hexes mm -hmm. or mana drains an illusion uh, that's created through manta style, for example, it's going to immediately die. Um, and Vengeful Spirit's illusion is a sub like is of the subtype that doesn't immediately die to hex or mana drain or anything like that. Um, yeah, I just learned this recently. The unique thing I didn't even know there were like is that it can illusions until recently. Yeah, yeah, that was that's something that's adds another level of complexity. Uh, but something else with this is that you can cast all your exactly. spells while you're dead. That's what I was going to get into. This is a special type of strong illusion, which can use all of your abilities, including your ultimate, has a 25% mm -hmm. movement speed bonus. All the XP this illusion and, like gets also uh, gets applied to Vengeful Spirit. In addition to the gold, which mm -hmm. like even the normal illusion does, um, so I know this like thing is still called an illusion, right? But the distinction between illusion and hero is really being blurred here, which is also consistent with the theme really? of the hero. Yeah, I mean, it is her. It is basically her, right? It is, yeah, it is her vengeful spirit. Yeah, it deals and takes one hundred percent damage. So like, it's an illusion, sure, but it's just you. So what some mm -hmm. people have been doing with this, they go offlane with the zero, they rush the eggs, and then in team fights they die, and it literally doesn't even matter because they have eggs. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, the illusion is also very hard to chase down because you know you have a twenty-five percent movement. Because it's it's fast, yeah. yeah. So very good eggs, very fun to play with at least, and very frustrating to play against. I gotta say, it's kind of annoying, like killing a hero. Oh, absolutely, and then they're just there again. Absolutely. All right. So if you are playing her as a core, like, are you just rushing the eggs? What are you doing? Uh, when I'm, if I'm playing her as a core, I'm definitely building threats into males, uh, into Dragonlance. I think you should get that every time because you have very low attack range. After that, if you want to go fight immediately, I would probably build like a Desolator. Or if you want to go a bit more farming, you can go like Maelstrom or something. But the strength of mm -hmm. Venge Core, I think, is like being strong early. So I would definitely go just like a fighting item most of the time after my Dragonlance. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, my tip for Venge Core. And then 
if you're not an offlaner, if you like actually need to do damage, I won't go axe first, but you can get it like you can get it like second, yeah, item. second or third or fourth item. Just like when you would want to get a Scotty, just get a axe scepter instead, because it gives you comparable stats. You have locked on already, so you don't really need the Scotty slow, and you uh, get the axe effect obviously, which is super strong. Yeah, and you don't care if you die because you're True. still Literally doing damage, and you're still technically. Yeah, you can be killed, yep. but you cannot die. <laughs> Arian dropping the the wisdom yes, that's from me. there. You can be killed, but you cannot <laughs> die. Yeah. If you are playing her as a support, uh, mostly you're going to probably stick with typical support items, things like a medallion to help amplify how she does armor reduction. Uh, four staff is very good because you might swap yourself in to save your core and then getting a four staff or a glimmer cape to help save you and get out. Mm -hmm. Uh I have uh, now. I have not played her for a while because I haven't felt she's been strong for a nah, while. Really. But I have uh, used a buddy of mine did what he would call the race car build, and it, he went tranquil boots, Yules, drums, and something else. Something else that gave you speed. That sounds like a soul and build. Stats utility. It, it really was know. because you had you had stats. You had you were just blazing around the yules was was pretty good utility the drums was a team fighting item and then he might get like an urn so he has some heals or something or four yeah. staff something like that but yeah it was it was pretty good and he was moving around real zippy and by the end of the game he's hitting like a truck uh so yeah that's it, it was a very interesting very interesting special, take and i enjoyed that i played that special some. recommendation from me on support range i would think would be aetherlands because much like your attack range the default magic missile range is kind of short, and especially early, it really yeah. helps to have more range on Nether Swap. Yeah. Now, granted, if you if you get some uh, neutral items that help with that, if you get the keen optic, if you get the let's see, what psychic headband gives yeah, range? Telescope. Is that right? To the telescope gives range. Those can definitely help, yeah. and you can skip that. That's true. Good and point. those. Those definitely help, but you're also leaving it to RNG Jesus at that point. Yeah, you never want to do that. And you know, you might yeah. want to like uh, practice itemization because neutral items might get changed. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's Vengeful Spirit. It's her. She's not great right now, but you know what? She's pretty much, while they've tweaked her ultimate and such, she stuns, she reduces armor, she hits hard. What more do she you has want? an aura. What more exactly. do you want? Team fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. give a lot of she things. She can't that I help want, with that. Yeah. All right. Shall we go to Noob's yes. Ass News? Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. All right, Aaron, what questions do we have today? All right, first question here by Popo the Aztec. If a Disney protagonist and antagonist were Dota heroes, who would they be? You're a big Disney fan? Probably your kids, Disney. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, my kids have watched Disney. Um, I grew up watching some Disney. So let's go. Uh, let me think here for a second who could i 
if a protagonist and an antagonist were Dota heroes? I don't even know that many Disney stories, to be honest. Like, Yeah. Um, goodness gracious. I'm thinking through like Pixar films, and a lot of those don't really apply. Like Finding Nemo doesn't really work, or Cars doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, Disney. I, I have one, actually, but it's super bad. You okay. know Wally? Go for it. Wally, yeah. yeah. Right. Clockwork, he's Wally. And the new okay. gyro set, that's very high tech. Uh, he's the other robot that Wally's in love with. The one that's okay. like way cooler. Okay. That, should, yeah, that should probably <laughs> right, be I'm Tinker actually... instead of the new gyro set, now that I think about it. Tinker yeah, has some high tech sets. There's Tinker. Right, yeah, that's not I awesome. am actually pulling up. The, my Disney Plus app. Damn, nice flex. To see what I could do. Um, so I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say Dusa is Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, I know and that one. PL, PL is actually the 101 Dalmatians because that's what it feels oh, like playing I don't know, dude. I don't know if I can let that slide. He's literally a cat, and you're making him like dogs in the dog movie. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm. I said what I said. Oh, okay. I, I will, right. I will allow it. I guess, but this is making me cringe a lot. I don't know. It I don't have a good cringe. feeling about I'm okay it. With that. I mean, not like in the malicious cringe no. way. Just like, yes. I don't know. All right. You're making a dog into a cat. This is unnatural. Exactly. That's not what God intended. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, no. You should know what God intended. Like, if you say I it, should know God what God intended. intended All right, my bad, my bad. I take <laughs> everything back. I wouldn't go that far. Please don't. <laughs> Next um, question. Yeah. By Rex Cow. What is the least satisfying way to win a game other than the enemy team abandoning it? I will okay. say like the least satisfying playing dishonorable heroes like Viper. Like I'm still gonna take the win, obviously, but I played Viper, so like. I know I like didn't deserve this win. The enemy team knows I didn't deserve the win. Those type of wins where I like played three zeros. My way that I'm going to say is going to involve techies, obviously, or tinker, or both. Um, and it's just going to be that the enemy team gets so demoralized trying to push that they just stop trying. And I don't find that satisfying at all, especially because I don't, I'm not going to be playing those heroes generally. So I'm going to be over there like playing Lich or Witch Doctor or Warlock. I'll be like, okay, I might as well just follow my carry around and heal him because I got nothing else better to do. And it's just miserable. Um, From both sides. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. On both sides. Techies does not make, Techies makes the game miserable for nine other people. True. That's the way it works. That's why sociopaths play it. Cool. Next question by Porkchwop. Have you tried Pokemon Unite on the Nintendo Switch? It's a new free game with a Dota-style experience. Do you own a Switch? I don't even own a Switch. I don't own a Switch either, so this is a very easy question. The answer is no. Yeah, me neither. Sorry, Porkchwop. Sorry, Porkchwop. Next question by Dora the Destroyer. 
how would Pokemon Unite be different it was a Val if it was a Valve game? Uh, it's targeted towards kids, right? So I'm assuming it doesn't have like heavy microtransactions. And what Valve would do would probably put more microtransactions in there. And then yeah, target they would, they it more heavily give, towards kids because they use their parents' credit They card. would give Pikachu hats. Yeah, yeah. They would give like Pikachu that. hats to buy. That's what they would do. Yeah, probably. Uh, they would also probably do like a big tournament for Pokemon and then abandon the ecosystem after three years. No relation, obviously. <laughs> Something in the... Okay, I'm relapsing to the news. Did you see about the what people are calling the Nintendo Switch Pro, like the Valve version of the yeah, handheld yeah, I console. Saw we should actually probably make that a topic. Yeah. Yeah. Any any takes so. about that one? Or what are you bringing up? Um here's what my take is I have a feeling that two years from now they're gonna forget it exists. Yeah. Because that's well, the Valve I was way. wondering about that one. Like they say you can play every Steam game on there. Like, how long are they going to, like, make that a possibility? Because it seems like mm -hmm. the technical hurdles for that are very high to, like, maintain that feature. Yep. I don't know. Uh, that's going to be hard, I guess. Uh, cool. Dude, so many Pokemon questions that, like, we didn't ask the premise. <laughs> I know. It's like one person asked a question, and then that just led to a question. I should have, like, questions. at least watched a video of Pokemon Unite to, like, be able to answer these questions. I oh, have, well. I have no idea about uh, it yet. Better luck next time. Uh, next question by Uncle mm -hmm. Bourbon. As a follow-up to Dora's question, what hats would Valve give to Pikachu? All right, we can actually do that one, though. So well, you and I have both played Pokemon Go. Yes, true. We're friends on Pokemon Go, even. We are friends on Pokemon Go. And I would give them the sort of hats that we've seen in Pokemon Go. Like, here's the Safari Explorer hat, and here's the birthday hat, and here's the Halloween witch hat. That's what I would True. do. And maybe, like, they would stagger at, like, normal Dota cosmetics as well. So, like, in the first year, they're very, like, they just give them, like, maybe the detective hat, because that's, like, canon in the Detective mm -hmm. Pikachu movie, and they leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Then, in the... Next couple of years, they experiment a bit, giving him crazier and crazier hats. And then, like, five years in, they just go, like, all out. They're like, all right, blue Pikachu, make it happen. Pikachu, but he's a duck, new persona, mm -hmm. make it happen. Pikachu, <laughs> anime type, make it happen. They, they would do that for sure. Yeah, so it, it's Pikachu, but honestly, he looks like um, uh, Dragonite. Yeah. Or he looks like... Um, trying to think of Pokemon. And you know Valve, they would blanks. like milk the crap out of that IP. Oh, yes. They would milk it. They would milk it. It's like, here's Pikachu, but he looks exactly like Onyx. Onyx? Oh, oh, that's a Pokemon, right? Onyx. I'm not a yes, big that's Pokemon, a Pokemon guy, I gotta say. I, I know barely anything about it. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of Pokemon. Speaking of Pokemon, we were talking. next question. Also Pokemon related. I don't know how this happened. Which Pokemon would you, you most like to see in Dota 2? What would their abilities be? Would you include the evolution mechanic? Ah. Welcome to We Like Pokemon. I would get crucified if I name a starter Pokemon here, right? That's like a basic bitch answer. I cannot do that, probably. Uh, no, because those are some of the best ones. Like Charmander, a Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu. Those are some of the best Pokemon. Uh, still, I don't want to be basic. I'm not going to say a starter Pokemon, so I actually have to think okay. about this. Yeah, basic. 
damn, I'm so basic. All right, okay. you Mr. Pokemon expert, <laughs> name yours then. Okay, so what would I do? I would... Okay, I would have the evolution of coughing, wheezing, and I can't remember what the top one is. Um, coughing, wheezing, and I can't remember what a stage two is. But one of the things that I have thought was missing, and I think this would be an ultimate, it would be kind of a mix between Venomancer and uh, Earth Spirit in that somebody would be poisoned and any of their teammates that they come within a certain range of therefore gets the poison Ooh, very close and actually interactive poison... viral infection in the world. yes it's it's an interactive viral infection and if you don't get healed from it like a dispel like it is dispellable but it takes a lot of damage maybe even slows you or something and it's uh interacts creeps and other heroes and only if you get completely away from everybody else and you get dispelled or something uh that would be the ultimate uh in terms of so what you're saying what is he would do otherwise I need to get a flicker to be immune from coronavirus <sighs> yes you. that's exactly what i'm saying yes i'm sorry that wasn't what i was saying but that is what i'm saying now it's all right Okay. Um, outside of that, he would put up like a smoke cloud that would um, do damage and slow in that area, in that AoE. Um, almost like a mix between Ricky's Cloud and Venomancer's Venomous Gale. Mm. Um, maybe he pops multiple heads, and so that that one of his abilities is, is a uh, passive that he pops multiple heads. And the more heads that he has, the more damage that this is going to do. Or maybe it's that the passive is that he just has an amazing uh, magical resistance because of that. I don't know. Something along those lines. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I will take uh, Arcanine. You know that one? The dog Pokemon? Okay. Yeah, the dog one has like a uh, is an electric type. If yeah, I yeah, and he has like he's pretty cool tail. He runs pretty fast. Oh no, wait, I'm looking mm -hmm. it up. He's a fire type. Never mind. I oh. mean, that's multiple dog Pokemon's apparently. Uh, well, and frankly, you, what you would find is that there are a lot of ones that share different types. Mm -hmm. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, as I said, not a Pokemon expert here. So his first move, very original. Watch out! Is going to be bite, where he deals damage and slows. Uh, second move, pet, where he healed somebody else by immobilizing himself for like three seconds, maybe, to be pet. The third spell, would you know, wolf bite, the lichen axe, mm -hmm. that would just be an ability of his, and it would be connected to rabies. Ooh. The like, yeah, like his, he gives rabies for like ten seconds to allied users. So he just like he has the egg, like the axe from lichen, but he's like. He can't control zero, similar to a troll ulti. Troll ult, yeah. okay. The rabies spell. And then for ultimate, that one's hard actually. Probably just a fire attack, you know? Fire Pokemon, fire attack. We mm -hmm. would get we wanna maintain Why the not? original IP. Although I'm sure having yeah. rabies is probably not canon canon for Pokemon. <laughs> uh. Well, I don't think it's canon for Dota either, but you know what? 
that's why we're casual. True. Yeah, we can just make up stuff in we're our We're not head. too worried about... We're not worried about balance. We're not worried about canon. We're just doing whatever we True. want. That's what we like, Dota, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm done with that question. <laughs> and that also means we're done with uh, Noobs as Noobs. We're done with episode 350. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure, Arian. Well... Any last shout-outs, last words, last yes, statements, I last encouragements that you want to give? So Sam, uh, fellow co-host of us, he was on friend on our befriended podcast, Fourth Spirit, doing a lengthy segment mm-hmm. among uh, Strilling. Yeah, Strilling, uh, a lengthy segment about Chen, we're friend of the show, Arsinity. So if you want to hear some Sam, because he's not on this episode, uh, go listen to Fourth Spirit. He did a guest episode there. And I want to give a shout out to Sam the Plaid Pirate Wendell's lovely bride, True. Mrs. Pirate, who is defending her doctoral dissertation. Wait, I, I'm not sure like, if this, this is, is one. Sorry, I'm not sure if this is that, but didn't she already like successfully defend it? I maybe she did. I thought she was defending it. Maybe she has defended the dissertation. So it's doet. Yeah, let me. Defense of the dissertation. All right, let me check this. All right, I think she successfully defended it. Yeah, I think so. Well, if either she, A, is about to defend it, or B, she has defended it, and therefore, Sam, the Plaid Pirate Wendell, is married to a doctor. Very cool. Congrats, Sam. Congrats to Adriana. What a confusing outro, dude. (laughs) We got it together, though. All right. Uh, see you see you listeners next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.